The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Hello and welcome. It's so great to be with you again in another week and just so excited about the topic that we have tonight, which is the topic of self-love. I know for myself that has been probably the biggest lesson of my life, and honestly, I believe that self-love is the one lesson that each and every one of us is here to master, whether you are male or whether you are female, whether you are young or whether you are old. Self-love is the key to every single thing that you could absolutely want to have in your human experience, and the degree to which you love yourself is the degree to which you can have the experience that you want. So I'm really, really excited about the topic. Before we get into it, I just want to let you know that I have launched our new 1111MAG website, so definitely go to 1111MAG.com and see all of the free offerings. We have a new teaching series, and there are some free audios there that you can access, which will really help you go deeper into your own learning of spirituality and consciousness. In addition, I'm launching a new uh, venue that is going to be on World Puja Network, which is a radio show that is a little bit more comedy-inspired, so I get to try out a new persona. So definitely join me as well there. And finally, 1111 Magazine is going to have a whole new look as of 2013, and you can sign up for free subscriptions at any time. That is a gift to humanity that is always here to share with you many of the wonderful teachers, the amazing books that are being written, and a lot of the great wisdom that is coming from so many sources, known and unknown. Well, welcome to the world of love. And imagine, if you will, a world in which every girl born on this planet is born in love and stays in love with herself. A world in which every girl throughout the span of her life never feels disconnected from the thread of love that makes her feel safe, loved, cared for, and special. Instead of learning to measure and therefore judge herself by the external images and standards that bombard her daily with the subconscious message of you are not enough, each girl grows up believing that regardless of her accomplishments, body shape, love life status, or material possessions, she is more than enough just because she is herself. The thought that her unique soul could be measured against and compared to that of another person or an outside ideal would never even occur to her. To commit such an act on oneself would be, in her mind, completely insane. Imagine generations of girls and women who never suffer from eating disorders, who refuse to tolerate an abusive or toxic relationship in their lives, Women who take care of themselves first without guilt or obligation, rendering exhaustion and the sense of being overwhelmed obsolete, ancient diseases only read about in textbooks, 
To them, the notion that they should give and give and give until they have nothing left for themselves would be completely absurd as placing their hands directly into the flame on a hot stove. The girls in this world would know, without a doubt, that in order to give, they must also receive. And self-care would be as natural as breathing and as everyday as eating. This is from Madly in Love with Me, The Daring Adventure of Becoming Your Own Best Friend by author Christine Arilo. Excuse me, I got that wrong the first time. Arilo. And she is the author of this book. She is an internationally recognized speaker and transformational teacher for women and girls and the founder of the International Day of Self-Love, which is February 13th. I want to welcome her to 1111 Talk Radio and also to say that although this is going to be a conversation about girls and women, it's also about boys and men, too. We all could use a little more self-love. Welcome, Christine, to 1111 Talk Radio. Mm, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me here. And yes, indeed, self-love is genderless. That's true. When I was writing the book, I had to pick a pronoun and I had to pick a gender. So I definitely wrote the book uh, targeted to women and and to girls. And the conversation today applies to all of us because I haven't met a human being yet who doesn't really need the lessons of self-love. And it does really seem like in the journey of personal development or consciousness and self-realization, self-love is that key one that every single one of us seems to have. Why is that? Well, you know, self-love is so interesting. I love being on a, on a show like this because I can I can bypass having to convince all of you that self-love is a good idea uh, because, tr- truthfully, some, some audiences, I have to start there that, and really help them understand that self-love isn't selfish. It's not narcissistic. It's not vain because that is actually the definition in our dictionary. So if you go to Merriam-Webster, if you go to dictionary.com, you'll see the definition is conceit, vanity, and narcissism. And so we live in a culture who, by definition, believes that when love is directed to the, to the self, it's bad. It's not something that you want to tout. It's not something that you want to, to shout off the rooftops. But the truth is that love, no matter which direction is pointed at, is the same, and love can only be good. And, and what I've just really seen in my work with women and my work with girls, and, and men just have a different variety of this, is that we've been brought up on the self-sacrifice handbook, which is you have to give and give and give and give and give and give it all away until there's nothing left, and that's how we've learned to value ourselves. And then many girls and women received the self-esteem handbook in the 70s that we still we still read from, which is actually a pretty good book. It's just missing several chapters that says you can do and be and have it all. And men have a different book. It's like, you know, you, you, you kind of have to do and be and have it all to be a good man. Well, women feel the pressure to do and be and have it all or we're not measuring up. And we've, we've really, um, we really don't understand self-love, which is why we haven't had the handbook, which is why I wrote the handbook, because even for those of us that think, oh, it's such a good idea, it's so vast and so esoteric that we don't really know what it really means or how to actually gauge where we're really loving ourselves well and where we could really love ourselves more. Well, and there's a lot of points that you brought up in there that I want to kind of delve into. And the first one is... Oftentimes, we don't even realize how we attack ourselves with a lack of self-love, that that can come from our language, it can come from our habits and our behaviors or the way we let others treat us, and and yet we think that we love ourselves. We have this version of what we believe love to be, but that in itself is so distorted. It is. I mean, we if you look and even just 
you know, it's, it's so interesting. Love, love is the most powerful thing that we have at our fingertips, and yet we we so don't understand it as a as a culture. We understand it as a people, as a soul, because when we're born, you know, you're all. Here's the good news, everyone. You were born in love with yourself. You were born connected to love, and and you really knew what love was because it's from where you came. You actually are a divine imprint of love. And whether you call it God or universe or spirit or whatever, you are basically love. And at some point in your growing up, and sometimes it could be, you know, two weeks, two months, two years, seven years, ten years, you met another being, a person, who who unleashed their fear on you, unleashed their anger, who didn't meet you with that love, that unconditional love that you had been born from, that you were used to, in which you knew that you were enough, in which you knew that you were safe, in which you could trust that love. And when that happens, what happens to you is you get delivered what I call a love crack. And that love crack creates a fissure in your heart and it opens up and, and, and comes walking fear. And all of a sudden you have these fears that it's not safe to meet people with love, that it's not safe to just be yourself. It's not safe to be all of yourself. It's not safe to to do those things. And you start judging yourself based on these external things in order to keep yourself safe. And then at some point in your life, you realize that at some point this is happening, and that's when you begin your spiritual journey. And you're you're really, as Marianne Williams says, the return to love. And that really is the journey of self-love, is the return to love of ourselves. And so much of what we pick up about self-love, particularly as women and girls, is what we watch our mothers and our grandmothers and our caregivers do for themselves as self-love. And they generationally are not are not providing us the proper education because they didn't know how to love themselves to the degree that they needed to as well. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, this is... This is not, it's not like your grandmother and your mother were sitting around the table being like, this is how you love yourself. You should really do that. Like, how many of us had that conversation? We didn't. And it's not because our mothers and our grandmothers are trying to hide something from us. It's just not been something that we, even in spiritual centers, I'll go and I'll speak at a spiritual center and I will, you know, say, I'll say, who here, you know, was, really wants to love themselves? And in and, and, and spiritual centers, people will raise their hands, most people, you know, 80, 85%, 90% of people. And, and they'll say, well, who here would be willing to stand outside and talk to people after church about self-love? Who here would be willing to put, you know, wear a shirt that says, I love myself, and like two hands go up? And so even in spiritual centers, which, by the way, self-love has been talked about by spiritual teachers for thousands of years. Jesus taught it, Buddha taught it, Rumi taught it, even Lucille Ball, <laughs> you know, says her, her only religion is loving myself and everything works out okay. And so it's not a conversation that we've been having and what I am really dedicated and devoted to is, is, is using the word specifically self-love, loving yourself, and then knowing what that means. We've become way too comfortable just getting by with focusing on self-esteem and self-confidence, which are important, but they're only one-tenth of the equation. Well, and I love how in the book you talk about that when you decided to explore this, you had reached your own um, place of whether it's the dark night of the soul or just a very difficult place in life. You started asking people about how to love yourself, and you just couldn't get the answer, no matter whether it was friends or whether it was older generations. No one seemed to have that answer to give you. They didn't. I 
it was that my, my self-love journey began about 10 years ago. And, and like, you know, like probably many of you that are listening right now, you have your, your story that woke you up to sending, hey, something's not right here, right? Something's not right here. And for me, that initial, that initial blow was the ending of my, um, my, my engagement and 15 year relationship that was on and off high school sweethearts. And when that relationship ended, because he, he was the one that decided to end it. I didn't want to end it at the time, although every day I, I thank God that he, he did. Um, I had to really sit with myself and say, how did a smart woman end up here? You know, a smart woman who has it all, quote unquote, has the big job, has the big car, has the this, has the that, the MBA, and here I am with a, a man breaking up with me on the way to our engagement party, which was how it went down. And I was came face to face with the, the the spirit or what I call my divine downline started talking to me because I had been ignoring it for so long and it said to me, Christine, you know, here's the truth. You 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 like yourself a lot. You have a lot of confidence, and you don't love yourself. And I was like, Wow, I don't. And and then it kept talking, and the spirit then said, Well. And you know what? Here's the truth. You have all these great things. You're very successful, but you're settling. And you've been settling for a long time. And so that evening, I took two vows with myself. And for those of you that have taken self-love promises or that you've married yourself, you know the power of promising yourself and taking a vow with yourself. And if you haven't taken these two vows, I encourage you to write them down and, and take them with yourself. The, the first vow is, I will, I will fall in love with myself no matter what. And number two is I will never settle for less than my heart and soul desire. Wow. Are you willing to ask the questions that really require the deepest honesty? Are you willing to really see if you love yourself enough? And how much love can you actually stand? The wisdom of how to love yourself is ancient feminine knowledge, and the permission to do so is an indisputable birthright, both of which could be and should be passed down from generation to generation, available from the moment we're born and at every moment following that. Imagine how your life might have been different if self-love had been spoken of openly as you grew up. This is from the wonderful new book, Madly in Love with Me, The Daring Adventure of Becoming Your Own Best Friend. And the author is Christine Arilo, and she is an internationally recognized speaker, transformational teacher for women and girls, and the founder of the International Day of Self-Love, which is February 13th. You can connect with her at chooseselflove.com. That's chooseselflove.com. And we'll be right back to discuss more about being madly in love with me. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset. 
Discovering the Heart and Stepping into Conscious Living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. In these changing times, the journey toward global consciousness has never been more important. Gaia TV is the first online video library dedicated to support your journey toward global and personal discovery. Our viewers enjoy unlimited access to our vast selection of inspiring interviews, engaging films, and award-winning wellness videos. And we invite you to try it for free. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to start your free trial. The journey starts now. That's G-A-I-A-M-TV.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Imagine if you dare loving yourself enough, what would that look like? What behaviors would you put into place? What actions? What would that mean in terms of how you are with your relationships? Imagine, if you dare, being the one who loves themselves unconditionally, who freely gives themselves the gifts, whose heart is open to receive endless amounts of love and support, who doesn't bother judging themselves according to other people's standards or lives, but who instead has an inner compass which you trust implicitly to guide your happiness and greatest life. Imagine if that degree of self-love existed within you. Well, now there's a guidebook that can actually help you to achieve that. It is by author Christine Arilo, and it is entitled Madly in Love with Me, The Daring Adventure of Becoming Your Own Best Friend. Although it is written more for women and girls, I would have to say every man needs to put this in their closet as well and learn how to nurture themselves. This is definitely something that is our soul journey curriculum. We must learn to love ourselves, and then every other area of our life opens up. Christine can be reached at chooselflove.com, and definitely mark on your calendars February 13th, which is the International Day of Self-Love, which I believe, Christine, you uh, had enacted, correct? I did, I did. I, I, I'm all about making self-love real and, and tangible and uh, following inspiration to do that. And it just struck me how m- much energy goes towards February 14th. And I don't know about all of you, but when I was um, when I when I celebrated February 14th as a romantic holiday, I was either lonely and depressed or uh, let down <laughs> from whatever <laughs> hype I had built up for myself. And when I wrote my first book, Choosing Me Before We, it just struck me that we put so much energy on trying to get love from other people. And while love from other people is important and great, and it's certainly part of our experience of love here in the world, that to really have that deep, unconditional love we seek from other people, we have to have it from ourselves first. And well, so and I, I love the fact February, oh. that it is February 13th, which is the day before Valentine's Day, because honestly, we can't give love fully to another unless we discover how to love ourselves first, because then what we're giving really doesn't have the solid foundation of what true love is. 
Yes, you cannot give what you don't have to give. Like if you you can't give people money if you don't have money, right? You can't really give people pure love if you don't have that inside of yourself. And and, and that's really the benefit of self love is the more you fill yourself up with love, the more you can actually give from that extra place of love. So it doesn't actually deplete you. And so February 13th is a day when I invite people to take um, to pick a, a place of self-love where they really want to grow and then take a promise that they keep all year long. Well, thank you for initiating that for all of us. And I, I uh, would like to challenge everyone to participate in Self-Love Day, February 13th, and really give that to yourself. I want to go back to a point that you talked about because I do think a lot of people confuse self-esteem with self-love, and there is a difference between the two. Let's see what that delineation really is. Absolutely, and, it, and, and, and it's, it's so true. We tend to kind of glump everything into self-esteem, and, and, and self-esteem is important. And here's my definition for self-esteem. Self-esteem is the belief that you can do anything, and it's awesome. We want you to believe that you can do anything. Self-confidence is a part of self-esteem, and it's a message that so many women and so many men have fought so hard for for everyone to be able to have that that belief that anything is possible. And and it's also self-esteem is really about um, valuing your gifts. You know, each we each come to this world with a certain amount of gifts that God has given us, the universe has given us. And a lot of times those gifts are not valued by our common culture. And for some of us, our gifts are really valued by common culture. And the more that you value your gifts, the more esteem or regard that you have for yourself. And the people that I see with the lowest self-esteem are the people that don't actually value their gifts. And I also see a lot of people who have what I call an overdeveloped branch of self-esteem. And I know this because I'm one of these people. Um, I have a super overdeveloped branch of self-esteem, which in our culture can look like, like I was saying, oh, here's this woman who's all put together. She has it all. She, you know, I've always gone for anything that I wanted to. I always believed I could have anything and then that, that I could do it, right? And because of this overdeveloped branch of self-esteem that was getting so much attention, the other branches of self-love got um, ignored and got withered down. And so you see this with a lot of people who have high self-esteem and self-confidence is they have low self-compassion, right? So there are people who are really high achievers, but they're really hard on themselves. And no matter how much they achieve, they don't ever feel like they're enough or they often feel like they're failing. Or people with high self-esteem often have really dinky self-care branches. So they get a lot done in a day, but they exhaust themselves in the process. And I also see a lot of people with high self-esteem have really low self-pleasure. So they work a lot, but they oftentimes can't even remember what makes them happy and what brings them joy. And what I notice in our culture is that People that have high self-esteem are, we look at them as if they're better than the people who have low self-esteem. And what I want to say to everyone on this phone listening to you right now is that, or listening to this call right now, is that it's not better or worse. Whether you have a highly overdeveloped branch of self-esteem and you have, you, you, and, and the other branches are dinky, or you have um, a low branch of self-esteem, but say you have higher self-care or higher self-compassion or more, more self-acceptance, there's not better or worse. What we're really all after 
is a deep, 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 deep unconditional love and respect for ourselves. And that is really what self-love is. Well, and I think that's so important to understand because so often, especially in the society that we live in, it is about acquiring things and it is about achieving things and constantly doing. And so often a lot of self-love has to do with taking time for oneself. And I think that's where a lot of people hit that obstacle is, am I worth that time? No, I could get this and this and this and this done. Or other people's issues are more important. I have to take care of them. But time is a huge part of self-love and how we use that time to nurture and take care of ourselves. Speak about self-care and the utilization of time. So self-care is one of the, the ten branches of self-love. So you keep hearing me use the word branch and just so everyone kind of knows what I'm talking about. I think that self-care is one of those places where you just can never do enough for yourself. And you have a lot of exercises and tips in the book on things to do. We are talking about self-love, Madly in Love with Me, and there are several different sections. There are actually ten different branches when it comes to self-love that you learn to develop as you're moving through your own journey of self-love, and that is self-expression, self-pleasure, self-respect, and self-honor, self-empowerment, self-esteem, self-trust, self-compassion, self-forgiveness, self-care, self-acceptance, self-awareness, and self-honesty. What do all of these have in common? They have to do with the self. In the end, the only one that's in the room is you and God. In the end, the only one that is here to learn and to grow and to achieve and to understand yourself and love yourself is you. And this is a wonderful manual in really helping you get there to understand what it is you're here to achieve and why. There's a beautiful manifesto that the book starts off with, which is called the Madly in Love with Me Manifesta. And I'd like to read a little bit of that to you because it really does anchor in what it is that we need to really understand and to know and to have for ourselves to begin this journey of self-love. The manifesto begins, We believe that every woman has the right to fall madly in love with herself, to be so in love with who she is, to so deeply honor her body, mind, and spirit that every choice she makes reflects that same deep honoring. We believe not only that she is entitled to love herself, but also that she is empowered to love herself simply because she is. In this world where a woman knows how to fall madly in love with herself, there is no need for her to fit into someone else's image of what's beautiful, intelligent, and successful. She need only be the woman she truly is inside of her soul. She is free to be fully. In this new world where a woman is encouraged to fall madly in love with herself, there are no apologies for who she is or is not. There is a full acceptance and celebration of who she is right now in this moment. She is free to love fully. In this world where a woman lives a life where she falls more madly in love with herself every day, there is no living for tomorrow or sacrificing and settling for less today. There is only the creation of the world that her heart and spirit desire at the very core of her essence. She is free to live fully. Every woman desires and deserves to be loved for exactly who she is. Every woman desires and deserves to be free to fully express herself without apology Self-esteem is not enough on its own. Lasting happiness requires self-love. 
The love, freedom, peace, and happiness every woman seeks starts inside herself. And finding that love, freedom, peace, and happiness within yourself is a journey that deepens over a lifetime. Falling in love with ourselves is, rise, is something we do forever, and we feel it more and more strongly as time goes on. All women, all men, all people desire, desire and deserve to love themselves, to have fun doing it, and to have the company of other women along the way. This is from the brand new book, Madly in Love with Me, The Daring Adventure of Becoming Your Own Best Friend. The author is Christine Arilo, and she is an internationally recognized speaker and transformational teacher for women and girls and the founder of the International Day of Self-Love, which is February 13th. You can connect with Christine Arilo at chooseselflove.com, chooseselflove.com. Again, 1111mag.com has launched a new website, so definitely take a look and get some of the free audios and teaching lessons and offerings that are available there. In addition to signing up for your free subscription to the newly launching 1111 magazine as of 2013, there's a whole new look. So go to 1111mag.com. We'll be right back with Christine Arilo. This is the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Every life on Earth has the capability of knowing the world in a much more powerful way than what we've settled for. And Gaiam TV is there to support your journey in knowledge, awareness, and awakening. Our vision is to raise global consciousness by bringing viewers original interviews, inspiring films, and engaging series on today's most sought-after topics. We invite you to try Gaiam TV free for 10 days. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to claim your free trial. You won't look at your life and your world the same way again. That's G-A-I-A-M-T-V.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. 
You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Welcome back. We are discussing Madly in Love with Me by author Christine Arilo. And Christine, we were talking about before we had a technical difficulty um, that there are many wonderful exercises and processes in the book. And in the course of writing this book or in your own journey of self-love, is that how you came up with many of these because you were able to achieve different levels of self-love in yourself along the way through these processes? Absolutely. You know, self-love is a practice. That's what I've really, it's not, if we're going to take self-love, we've all agreed, self-love is a good idea, right? You all get that. You all know that. And and self-love isn't an idea. It's not a concept. It's a, how do you live your life? And so in any moment, do you choose love or do you choose fear? In any moment, do you choose love or do you choose self-criticism? In any moment, do you choose Love or do you choose guilt? Do you choose obligation, shame? I mean, we can go down the list, right, of all the things that we choose that are not loving toward and apply those to ourselves. And so what I started to do 10 years ago when I, you know, said, okay, I'm going to love myself no matter what. And I, you know, I asked my friends and they didn't know how. And my grandparents and my mother and all my older relatives, their answers were worse. They're like, just be happy. Stop asking such silly questions. <laughs> and like, it's not working. Um, and so I started practicing self-love. And I remember the first, um, the first self-love practice I ever did. It was actually one that came from my, from my therapist at the time, Vic. And it's so simple. And I remember he said to me, he goes, Christine, and I call these daring acts of love. They're at daring acts of love because to, to do some of these things, they're kind of crazy and a, little, and a little weird sometimes. And sometimes you're even like, what could that really do? So Vic says to me, it was like 10 years ago, and he says, Christine, every morning I want you to get up in the morning, and after you're done brushing your teeth, I want you to look in the mirror, and I want you to tell you, I want you to look and get really close and look in your eyes and tell yourself, Christine, I love you. And he's like, I want you to say it like 25 times. And then he updates. I don't want you to say it 50 times. And I was like, that's crazy. You want me to do what? Look in the mirror and talk to myself? Whatever I was doing before did not work. So I, would, I got up to remember the first morning, and I was like, oh, my God, my sister, I hope she can't hear me. So I closed the door. My dog's in the bathroom looking at me like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I just got really close to the mirror, and I looked in my eyes. And I, you know what, everyone? I don't know that I had ever looked in my eyes before then. And just think about it. When's the last time you looked into your eyes? And I remember looking at myself and just my face softening and, you know, the first couple I love you, Christine's, were a little weird. I mean, I'll give you that. The first couple days were a little weird. But over time, what started to happen is I started to see myself. And I started to really feel like, like I was with myself. And so it wasn't like an affirmation like, oh, I'm going to say this so I believe it. It was an affirmation that was allowing me to feel love towards myself, which wasn't anything I had ever done before. And, and so that's, I mean, it's a very simple act. If you haven't looked in the mirror lately, I encourage you to make it a regular practice. And it's why the subtitle of the book is Becoming Your Own Best Friend. Because if you had a best friend who didn't stop to look at you and talk to you and be with you and check in with you, how long would you keep that friend around? Like, not very. And so the same thing with some of these practices, or all of them, is that they really help you deepen your relationship, establish your relationship with yourself so that in the moments when you have a choice to make between love and fear or love and guilt, love or shame or whatever, you can choose love. 
Absolutely, and I think that that's a key point because if you have a hard time looking in the mirror, that is an illustration that more love can be poured on yourself. That yeah, it's, I mean, it's, we it's all want... challenge of, who, of that Who here sort. on the phone has ever thought, oh, gosh, I really wish I could be... I have a lover, you know, look at me in the eyes and we could gaze at each other for hours, right? Well, you right. can't do that with somebody else. You can't do it with yourself. Not really, not really. If you can't let yourself into your heart, how do you really think that you can let anyone else in? You can't. Well, that, is, that is just so true, so very true that it is a challenge to give that expression to anyone else. I have a big question because so often when we are doing something, we are teaching what we need to learn. And as you were writing this book or even as this book was launching and you're doing, I'm sure, many interviews and you're probably going on tour and you're doing different things like that, has this taken how you approach less self-love to another level? Mm. Has it made you really have to face now a new way to love yourself because I'm sure there's lots more busyness and there's lots more to do. And, and those are ways that we actually take love away from ourselves is when we, we don't take the time. Yeah, it's a really good question, and, 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 and thank you for asking it. it. You write a book about self-love and self-worth, and you'll find all the ways in which you don't love yourself or value yourself. And so the whole process of writing this book has been a journey in my own self-love and like I've mentioned to you all I've been on this 10-year journey and so what I've learned over the course of 10 years is like what would happen is that you, you come to milestones in your journey of self-love where you reach a certain milestone and you're like oh I really love myself in that way and then you're like this whole other way of like oh yeah wow okay so like I've, I've, I'm really you know living by my heart and soul and what they desire which is the first gate of self-love but oh wow I'm really hard on myself I'm not very gentle I'm not very kind that's that's another gate of self-love, of only being gentle and kind with yourself. And you start to un- un- reveal the ways in which you're not loving towards yourself. And, and for me, this last this book um, really gets to the roots of the self-love tree. The so- roots of the self-love tree are self-worth. And it's the deepest of the deepest of the deepest of self-love. And so as you create, and I, and I was talking earlier, I don't know if this part got cut out or not, about the self-love tree and really looking at all ten branches of self-love and really getting a, really making a commitment to growing all of those areas in your life forever. And you're always going to, just like plants, have to tend to those and take care of those and, and, and really grow those fully so at least they're all really healthy. And, and then you start getting into the roots, which are the self-worth, which is really that you believe that you're enough. No matter how much you do, no matter how much you have, no matter what anyone else in the whole world is doing, you believe and know, not in your brain, but in the cells of your being, that if all you do and show up is love, yourself and others, that you've done enough. And that's a hard one, especially for people who are high achievers, but for anybody it's a hard one because our society poisons us with comparison and judgment and unrealistic expectations, all the stuff that gets into our self-love tree soil and it erodes our roots. And so for me, this journey of releasing this book has been a lot about self-worth and making choices that are aligned for me, not about chasing some external approval of whether this book is enough and therefore whether I am enough. 
And I've been really proud of myself for the decisions I've made and how I've released the book and things I could have done to get external acknowledgement and things that I didn't do because they, because they were feeding some other part of me and not feeding the true part of me, which was regardless of what happens with this book, um, I know I've done my job, which is shown up and loved. And that's, that's what this book is to me. It's, a, it's an emissary of love, and it has its own life. And I was the lucky one who got to write it. And if all it can go out and do in the world is, 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 is give love, then, then I have done enough, regardless that, of what any number an, says. And that's such an evolved place to, to reach, and that's why this self-love journey is such a continual one throughout our lifetime, is so much of self-love is releasing the attachments and just knowing that one's presence is enough, that their gifts are enough, that that who they're here to be is enough without actually having to go the extra mile to prove it. We can go the extra mile because it is part of our creative capacity and it's something that we want to discover about ourselves. But when we are having to go the extra mile to prove something or to gain something or to have someone else approve of us, then all of a sudden that's where it is not loving any longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so I would like to offer to everyone that's out there listening, like the self-worth piece, like you're saying, that's like, that's like self-love, like PhD stuff, right? This is like, there's like, not self-love beginner stuff, not even self-love high school stuff. It's self-love PhD. And, and many of you listening may be totally ready or even on that journey already. And one thing, no matter where you're at on your self-love journey, because it is a forever, I haven't met many people that have mastered self-love. I suppose Jesus and Buddha probably have, and I think I have a spiritual teacher or two who are pretty darn close. But for the rest of us, you know, it's, it's, it's a continued journey. With self-worth, my, my, my recommendation to all of you would be to really start to look at your motivations for why you do things and to trace back the motivations. And if the motivation doesn't stem from love, if the motivation doesn't stem from you just knowing that you're enough no matter what, if it's because you're trying to get recognition or approval or love from outside or, or anything like that, to really stop and challenge yourself to say, okay, I'm not going to go down that path. If I acted from a place of I am enough already, what would my decision be? Well, I think that that brings up the point of really having radical self-honesty with oneself, and you have in here one of the branches as self-honesty. There comes a point where we just have to be truthful to ourselves. We can't really lie or deny any longer our own behavior or um, comparing ourselves or any of that stuff that we do that really can, in its own way, be violent. Well, it is violent, for sure. I mean, comparing yourself to yourself is like saying... You're not enough. You're not enough. You're not enough. You're not enough every day of your life. And it's one of the most deadly, um, toxic, I call it inner. So inside of you, people talk about these inner critics, right? I, I like to call them, my, my partner Amy Ayler's and I, we call them inner mean girls or inner mean dudes for boys. And they love, to, it's, comparison is one of the six most toxic habits that we inflict on ourselves that come from these inner critics, these inner mean girls and these inner mean dudes. And if you actually start to think about it, comparison is actually insanity because you literally can't be somebody else, right? It's impossible to be somebody else. So if you're looking at somebody else to understand yourself, to judge yourself, it's literally insane because it's impossible. You are a divine imprint of love, unique and unto yourself. And there is no one else 
no other imprint, but a thumbprint. You are one of a kind. When God made you, the mold went away because there only needed to be one you, just like you are. And one thing for those of you that are out there that suffer from comparison, and I have, uh, I used to have a raging comparison queen. Her name is Mean Patty, and she has red hair, and she wears a smock, and she used to like to beat me up with rulers and compare me to people that were 25 years my senior. Um, and I've been, I reformed her over the last couple of years, and um, what I, how I reformed her is I would go on these comparison cleanses and these comparison diets. And so something you can do is you can put yourself on a 40-day comparison cleanse. If you do anything for 40 days, the yogis and metaphysicians and brain scientists all agree that you can actually change your, your patterns. You can break patterns and establish new ones. And so go on a 40-day comparison cleanse. This is another piece that I talk about in the book. I teach people how to do these practices. I teach these practices myself. I just, in fact, started one today um, of my own because I want to break some habits and put some new ones in before I go out on the road. And give up comparison for 40 days. So no comparing yourself to yourself or to other people. And when you find yourself comparing yourself, you have to stop. And if you're comparing yourself to somebody else, you have to actually find what is inspiring to you about that person and tell them what that is through an email or in person or whatever. It's super daring, but it works. And or stop, close your eyes, put your hand on your heart, and tell yourself, honey, you're doing enough. You're doing enough. And you're doing the best you can. And, and that's fabulous. Okay. Dare to take a stand for the most important relationship that you will ever have, the one with yourself. Most of us know that loving ourselves would be a good idea, but we have no clue what that actually means. Self-love feels too vast, too esoteric, and frankly like something you should keep under wraps. This breakthrough book on self-love changes all that by taking you beyond the idea of loving, valuing, and caring for yourself into daring acts that will bring you the experience of self-love. Christine Arilo provides practical, fun ways to explore and embody the ten branches of self-love every day and in every part of your life. Reading this book is like receiving permission to treat yourself as a best friend. Imagine having the power to give to yourself first without guilt, to shower yourself with loving words instead of criticism and comparison, to go for your dreams with conviction and courage, and to choose the situations and relationships that make you happiest. You can connect with Christine at chooselflove.com. That's chooselflove.com. We'll be right back with Christine Arilo. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. 
In these changing times, the journey toward global consciousness has never been more important. GaiaM TV is the first online video library dedicated to support your journey toward global and personal discovery. Our viewers enjoy unlimited access to our vast selection of inspiring interviews, engaging films, and award-winning wellness videos. And we invite you to try it for free. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to start your free trial. The journey starts now. That's G-A-I-A-M-TV.com. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. My guest today is Christine Arilo, and we've been discussing a wonderful new book, actually a manual, a guide, such a necessary guide for self-love, and it's entitled Madly in Love with Me, The Daring Adventure of Becoming Your Own Best Friend. Madly in Love with Me is more than just a book. It is an international social change movement. It's a call and an invitation to every woman alive today, including you, to take a stand for every child and woman in this world, including ourselves, and to say enough with the self-criticism, the self-hate, the self-abuse, and the self-neglect. Enough with the unrealistic measures of what a happy and successful woman looks like. Enough with being treated by anyone in anything less than respect and unconditional love. It is a giant permission slip for every single one of us to fall madly in love with ourselves. And when Christine wrote this, she really means for people to be madly, madly in love with yourself, without shame, without apology, without holding back. Christine, I want to go back into that discussion of self-honesty. And is there anything that you can suggest that can help people really get into self-honesty a little bit deeper if if self-love has been something that they've been struggling with? Absolutely. Honesty is one of the places, self-honesty is one of the places I see people fall down the most. And I um, I love this dare. It's a daring act of love. I do it every year, at least once a year, but I actually do it usually about four times of the year. And it's called an, hold an honesty hearing. So just like you go to the dentist to get checkups like on your teeth, right? And if you don't go, then all of a sudden you have like lots of cavities. You want to you do regular honesty hearings. And an honesty hearing, you can do it with yourself or you can do it with somebody else. And it's basically, in, in, in the book I go through a whole process, but I'll give you a, a kind of a, a clue on how to kind of do it pretty, pretty simply, is you just sit down with yourself, you're doing it by yourself, and you just ask yourself, how am I not being honest with myself right now? And what parts of my life am I not being honest? And you look at all the different parts of your life, your career, your money, your relationships, and if you can do it in front of a mirror, even better, it might be a little intimidating, so you might want to just you know, get a journal and a, pad, you know, a pen and, and do it that way. And just allow yourself to just be really, really honest. And then when you look at all those different places and that you're not being honest, and if you do this with a friend, you could basically sit in front of them and you say, please tell me all the ways in which I'm not being honest to myself. So the things I'm not seeing in my life, please help me. I do this every year for my birthday. And it's amazing that what they reflect. Now, don't do that with toxic friends or people who like can't like you know, can't be an unconditional love and respect for you. 
That's important. And, and then once you're complete with that, you can just say, okay, well, let me look at each one of these. Why am I not being honest? What am I afraid of? What am I afraid of? Or what's the, and, and then what's the truth? Like, what's the truth that I really haven't been able to tell myself? And then once you're able to tell yourself the truth, pick one action that you can take to move from deceit, self-deceit, to self-honesty. You know, and I think that's a, a huge point that you brought up is so often, especially if we are not loving to ourselves, we will attract people that will treat us the same way just so that we can affirm that lack of self-love. So we have to really discern who are the relationships that are in our life, who who are we allowing to be the ones that are there that we let say whatever they want to say or that are going to be giving us a critical comment that is not unconditionally loving, that is really meant to be a jab. We have to be really aware of the degree of self-love that is lacking by the choices that we have made in our relationships. Yeah, you cannot have a strong self-respect and self-honor branch without it. Not possible. Now, there are some so many different practices and processes that go throughout this book. Is there any one in particular that is your absolute favorite that you really feel like is is the one that you love to tell people about? Well, I know that a lot of you, especially as we're on the phone now in the holidays, um, have a lot going on. Even our normal lives, we have a lot going on. And that self-care thing is like really hard to do, right? It's the one that we all know that we should do it, but we don't really know how. So one of my favorite daring acts of love, and I do this myself quite often, is uh, checking in on your energy tank. And it allows you to have preventative love care as well as really give yourself what you need when you need it. And this is how it works. Every morning, you open your eyes, you're, you're in bed, you're laying in bed, you're, you, know, you wake up, you open your eyes and then close your eyes, so you have to open closed, and then take a breath, and just go ahead and even try this right now, and then you say to yourself, okay, where's my, where's my energy tank at today? On a scale of zero to 100, how full am I? And if you're 75 to 100%, thumbs up, you're doing good. Between 50 and 75%, you definitely need some self-care. Anything below 50% and you are in the warning zone. Below 25%, you need to get to the self-love hospital right now and basically go on retreat for three days because <laughs> you should never, never get below 50% because once you do, you start spending from your reserves and your reserves are harder to fill. And so if you find yourself below 75%, what you want to ask yourself in that same moment is, okay, what do I need? What do I need to receive today to replenish myself? What do I need to recharge? What do I need to receive? Right? That's really the question, the bulk of it. What do I need to receive? And then you listen. And whatever your inner wisdom says, you have to do that thing. And you keep doing it until you're back above 75. That's fantastic. I appreciate it so much, Christine. It looks like we have run out of time. I do want you to quickly just to mention again about um, the February 13th date and also that people can become love ambassadors. Talk a little yes, bit about yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. So you're all invited seconds. to throw self-love parties yourself on February 13th last year. Over 500 people through them this year around 31 countries. You can go to jointeamlove.com, jointeamlove.com. We create a whole package for you that you can throw these parties and they're amazing. And so you're all invited to be love ambassadors, which basically means that you have said yes to loving yourself and you're loving yourself so much that you're ready to go out and share it with the world. So go to jointeamlove.com. You'll see a video and all kinds of more information and you're invited to help us share the love around the world.
So definitely connect with Christina Rilo and her website again is um, that that one was jointeamlove.com and then yes. chooselflove.com is the other one. My guest next week will be Marianne Williamson and we are going to be talking about abundance and money and the law of divine compensation. So definitely mm-hmm. tune in. Check out the new 1111mag.com website as well. Until next week, I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.